What aspect of your life is holding you back right now? Is it your diet? Well, today maybe it's the rain. But on this rainy morning commute, we are going to be talking about diet. My experience with diet, cooking and food preparation for health. I'm going to discuss everything from taquitos on the roller grill at 7-Eleven to Weston A. Price nutrition and health principles and everything else that's led me to where I am today as we record this on Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. This is episode 19 of the All Around Growth Podcast. And like I said, we are going to discuss diet, cooking, and food preparation. So today, this recording is coming to you a little bit later than usual because I am just now leaving church where I have been uh, nominated, so to speak, to serve as the interim treasurer to be voted in a little bit later. Um, and uh, got somebody coming in here, parking their car as I leave. But um, it's an interesting morning because I am taking in a lot of information that I am not really familiar with as I learn what my new role is and the various things that I need to, uh, to learn in order to do that. But we will talk about that another day. Today, let's dive right into cooking, food prep, and diet. All right. Now, there, I'm going to talk about this in a few different phases, if you will, and the various years and places where I lived and how my diet has changed over time. First of all, I'm going to talk about the Colorado years in my early 20s, and there's not really a whole lot to report there other than me being a bachelor and not really taking care of my health, especially with regard to what I was eating. I was very active and I wasn't fat, so must have been healthy, right? Well, you know, not so much, but nothing really happened during that time, during those years that made me feel as though I was unhealthy. So I just kept on moving along. Then I moved to North Carolina in my late 20s and I was introduced to a number of things that improved my diet slowly but surely over time. And it's slow and I'm trying to make a turn here with a big truck that's also trying to make a turn. And uh, boy, driving through the city is a Okay, um, when I lived in North Carolina, I was first exposed to the slow food movement and then was gifted, or maybe I bought it for the first time, a book called Nourishing Traditions. And that opened the door to a lot of the Weston A. Price 
principles about health and nutrition. And although it was interesting to me, it basically involved a complete lifestyle change. And I hung around people that embraced this type of lifestyle, but I was at a point in my life where I could not. So while I was interested in all of these things and even began my first foray into you know, small farms and market gardening by some volunteer work, well, it wasn't volunteer work. I worked at a local small farm in exchange for the experience and also produce. And by operating in a model like that, I realized that the farmer certainly got the better end of the deal by giving me a few bags of produce for a few hours of hard work. But nevertheless, it was good experience and it kind of laid the foundation for the future to come. Now, when I moved at that time, it's also worth noting that my parents bought the property where our homestead currently is located, uh, York Meadow Farm. They had purchased that property uh, around 2007, 2008, and it was in early 2008 where I moved back to try and help them develop that property, but that was also the time of the first housing, the, the crash of the housing market, the housing bubble collapsed. And we went into some economic hardships as a family and as a country. And accordingly, my plans changed since my parents' plans changed and I decided to go back to work and find something outside of the landscaping industry that I had been involved with and basically began what I would consider to be the forestry years. In my late 20s and early 30s, I spent a lot of time on the road doing project work, which oftentimes involved hiking and collecting data on trees. Now, it's not a big deal, but I also spent a lot of time on the road eating poorly. Think lots of Waffle House, lots of continental breakfasts at hotels. But again, much like the Colorado years, I was very active and I wasn't really thinking a whole lot about what I put into my body because I was burning all those calories all day long. Now, as I began to grow and improve within my career, I began to take on roles or be presented with roles that involved me managing the projects instead of simply being one of the people that was being managed. And thus, began my journey in climbing the corporate ladder and subsequently my increased desk time, my increased wheel time uh, behind the steering wheel of the good old company truck and more time spent behind uh, the cube 
as it were, in the old cube farm. Those times increased, my diet continued to stay poor and decrease in quality, and subsequently my weight increased, and to deal with all of the stress, I drank more, I smoked more, and in my early 30s, I reached the height of my unhealthy ways as I pushed 260 pounds, 270 pounds probably, and uh, I was just a train wreck. So, to make a long story short, my forestry years ended up with me being in a position where I could move out to Southern California and make a lateral job change and uh, get out of where I was, which was, I burned out. I burned out hard. And luckily, life on life's terms put me in a position to where I could go chase dreams of love while working for the same company that I had worked for, getting out of that pattern of burnout and putting me in an area that was a little bit more conducive to health and well-being, and that was Southern California. Now, at that time, I had quit smoking. I had uh, not really begun to eat better, but I was back to, much like the Colorado days again, eating a poor diet, being very active, much like the forestry years, poor diet, very active, and being in Southern California, I capitalized on the opportunity for activity with running trails and getting off social media and training for and running a marathon, which was inspired in large part by Dave Ramsey. Now, after I had moved back from Southern California, well, Southern California was where I first discovered the principles of permaculture and the concept and the design science known as permaculture. At that time, my parents had started doing some things on the farm, attending farmers markets and selling various products there. And it was exciting to see my parents get involved in the community like that. And as I continued to learn more about permaculture, I shared my knowledge and everything that I was learning with them. And we also decided that it would be a really cool thing to do to try and integrate some of these permaculture principles into the farm and property that they were developing. So I ended up moving back and making a plan to move back in 2013. And that was accelerated by some seizure activity and just some general negative things that happened in my life as a result of me not taking care of myself. Now, for about five years being back here in Ohio, I spent a lot of time chasing other people's dreams and living a generally unhealthy life. I uh, re-entered into the spheres of market gardening and what I found myself doing 
and these patterns of behavior that eventually led to burnout 2.0 was I was working full-time on a at a wholesale nursery and tree farm while trying to come home on the side and farm full-time by dumping a whole bunch of money into an enterprise known as small farming and market gardening and I didn't really know what I was doing I didn't take steps to do so in a positive way and I lost a lot of money I was unhealthy and things started to dawn on me when I read an article about how unhealthy the modern farmer eats and when I realized that I was going to the farmers market stuffing breakfast pizza down my face selling quality organic produce that there was something wrong with this picture and there was a disconnect. So after making the difficult decision to not farm and not participate in what it was that my parents were doing there at York Meadow Farm, I decided to focus more of my time, effort, and energy on my career, which was at that point kind of hanging on by a thread because I was transitioned to doing inventory management instead of the sales position that I got hired on to do and that was really because the fact that they knew my heart was in the right place but my attitude in the front office and being a salesperson was entirely unacceptable and rather than fire me they chose to rehome me and that is something else that I think I ought to touch on and talk about in another episode as well as my journey from sales into operations and how I managed to keep my job and not get fired. But I digress. After again returning to some unhealthy ways I wanted to really explore and dive into alternative and adjunct therapies with regard to the treatment of epilepsy, a chronic neurological condition that I have been dealing with since the age of 13. Accordingly, I started learning about brain health, diet, and gut health, and one of the first books I read that made me really want to reassess what I was doing with regard to my diet was a book by Dr. David Perlmutter, and that was something called The Grain Brain, The Surprising Truth About Wheat, Carbs, and Sugar, Your Brain's Silent Killers. Now, he wrote kind of a series of books, and the next book in that series was called Brain Maker, The Power of Gut Microbes to Heal and Protect Your Brain for Life. And finally, the book that gave me an opportunity to put together a plan that set me up for success was the last book in his series called The Grain Brain Whole Life Plan. Boost brain performance, lose weight, and achieve optimal health. Now that had a 14-day meal plan in it that provided me with enough variance and satisfaction to where I was able to continue using that plan for months 
And on top of that, I also quit drinking entirely for months. And even though I had picked up smoking again at that time, I have since quit smoking as of January 19th, 2020. But I had success in getting healthy. I had success in dropping weight. I had success in a number of areas in my life related to health and wellness. And that continued for the large part of 2018. Now, 2019, I continued this to a certain extent, but I began to plateau. And on the other hand, I also began to experience or experiment rather with the ketogenic diet once I learned more about alternative and adjunct therapies to epilepsy. And I realized that exploring alternative and adjunct therapies to a chronic neurological condition that I had was basically, it just, it was stupid unless I was able to get healthy. So getting healthy in this context involved improving my diet, getting my gut health straightened out. And that was something that was also of importance to me because in a way that was likely related, I just don't know how yet, I developed some, as far as I could tell, what was colitis, along with some other severe gastrointestinal problems to the point where I was hospitalized and actually given morphine in an attempt to help ease the pain of what I was experiencing with regard to this colitis and also help prompt me towards something, uh, I guess, which people who are addicted to opiates experience is constipation. So that's how bad and unhealthy I was a, a couple years ago. And that's what really prompted my further exploration of the ketogenic diet, which led me up and up to this year. Now, it was hard as I finally went to get uh, to explore the, the you know healthy diet because if you if you eat an improper poor diet one that's not very nutritious filled with a lot of processed foods and then you try to eat healthy making that initial shift towards a healthy diet is expensive you're buying a lot of spices you're buying a lot of healthy oils and fats and you know when you first jump into the healthy eating it, I'm not going to lie, it is a little expensive. However, once you're on it and you stay consistent with it, and consistency is key. I've talked about consistency in a number of different ways, but once we stay consistent with it, what happens is we actually begin to spend less money on our food. And because we are satisfied with less and it's just, it's really an amazing thing. And so to get back into the healthy eating, I started following, again, the plan from Dr. David Perlmutter's book, Grain Brain Whole Life Plan. And I'll also began exploring some 
ketogenic cookbooks to help me learn how to eat better and learn how to continue improving my diet and also make meals that are healthy and nutritious, not only healthy and nutritious, but satisfying and meals that are worthy of sharing with others because I think it's important to take that into consideration with your meal planning is to share with others. So the two books that I have had, that I picked up recently, um, now all of this kind of took a decline during the pandemic and then now that we are back on track and sort of back to normal uh, in some places, at least in my life we are, generally speaking. Um, there are two books that uh, that I have, hey, is this um, two books on the ketogenic diet and new and cooking that have been of great help to me one is called exploring keto quick and easy ketogenic cooking meal plans and time-saving paleo recipes to inspire health and shed weight the second book is quick keto meals in 30 minutes or less 100 easy prep and cook low carb recipes for maximum weight loss and improved health one of those books has a lot of recipes that involve a crock pot and a lot of these recipes are made and created with the idea that time is critical and meal planning is important. So, and for me as a single man trying to do everything that I do on the side and also uh, here at my day job, trying to meal plan and, you know, get things ready for the week on Sundays has been a big part of my weekly routine and it's allowed me to continue on the trajectory that I have, that I began a couple years ago. And even though I wavered a little bit this year, I got back on that path and I stuck with a few things that worked well for me. And I continue to eat all of these things with regularity. In a nutshell, little egg muffins mixed up with whatever vegetables are in season at that time. Uh, basic cuts of meat just cooked in the oven with oil, butter, salt and pepper. That's it. A lot of salads, um, some mixed nuts here and there. Don't really do a whole lot of dairy, but I do enjoy some yogurt with some frozen berries every now and then and also have been dabbling with a coconut yogurt. But that is the mainstay of my diet, egg muffins and mayonnaise. I'm trying to eat healthier mayonnaises and get away from soybean oil and other non, well, I don't want to say non-natural oils, but unhealthy oils. You can get a breakdown of what is and what isn't healthy and why in Dr. David Perlmutter's books. And also, as I am reading the exploring keto quick and easy ketogenic cooking as i'm exploring that book which does contain a lot of recipes it's also got a lot of background information on 
the benefits of the ketogenic diet and that all of this is fresh on my mind this morning since I spent some of that priority work time reading through that book and getting accustomed to um, or getting reaccustomed to the ketogenic diet which has proved beneficial for me for a lot of other people and if you're someone who has some experience with uh, the or anything related to a chronic neurological condition you've got brain issues or gut health issues you may want to consider exploring the ketogenic diet a lot of people use this as a way for quick weight loss instead of a general framework for their everyday diet but the more I learn about the ketogenic diet it is not something that is specifically used for weight loss but as far as my understanding is that combined with a lot of the recipes in nourishing traditions traditions by Sally Fallon are you know comprise recipes that really make up the optimal human diet so it's very little processed foods recipes with simple ingredients that are not very many in quantity but ultimately delivering us with tasty recipes of quality ingredients that help us achieve optimal health so check out all of the books that I mentioned they're all listed in the show notes there are no affiliate links at this time it's just information that I've experienced in my life that I wish to share with you and uh, with the hopes that you too will take steps in your own life to improve your health and experience all of the same positive and beneficial results that I have in making some of the lifestyle changes that I've made over time and sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do I've been on this proverbial journey with all of these food items and manners in which I eat for 15 years now and it's not something that I am an expert at by any means but I am continuing to make progress and that's something that I think we all need to keep in mind is make that progress don't ever stop stay consistent and even if you experience some setbacks don't let the setbacks get you down keep putting one foot in front of the or one foot in front of the other and for all the times that we take one step forward and two steps back the consistency is what's going to get us to the point where we continue to make progress and have two steps forward one step back and ultimately no steps back just more steps forward you got this you can do it and if you have any questions or anything feel free to drop me a note check us out in the Facebook groups uh, that we have it's, uh, the Facebook group is all around growth and we've also got a telegram group that you can find through all around growth as well all those links are in the show notes thank you for listening I am going to get to it today after a late morning but I appreciate you tuning in grateful for the opportunity to share and uh, look forward to catching you again on the next episode. All right. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye.